complicated, make it very hard to understand. But the genius is how to get something that's so complicated and be able to have somebody be able to do it, you know, break it down in simple steps that anybody can do it. That's the genius. Welcome back to Young Smart Money with me, your host, Apple Crater. Today, we are sitting down with Sam Bakhtiar to talk about his process to creating a fitness brand with over 110 physical gym locations, multiple online businesses as well through both the nutrition and the fitness side of things, and how he was able to grow this massive, massive business and scale it as quickly as he has been able to do. So Sam is somebody who's very active in, like we said, the fitness and nutrition space. And the key things that we talk about in this interview are going to be transformation, fulfillment, and the systems needed to create and scale a massively, massively successful business like Sam has been able to do. He talks a lot about transformation, okay, because if you are in a place right now where you're 18, you're 19, you're 20 years old, and you know where you want to be, you need to transform. You need to be a different person because the person you are today got you to where you're at today. The person who is going to get you to where you want to be is not the person who you are today, okay? You need to go through a transformation, and Sam is going to walk us exactly through what it takes to make that transformation, okay? Sam went to undergrad. He went to grad school and has his doctorate, okay? This guy's gone through a ridiculous amount of school and ended up starting his own massively successful multiple companies. So I really wanted to sit down with him and allow him to share his journey and again, talk about transformation, finding real fulfillment, and I mean real fulfillment in what you are doing and then the systems that you need in order to do so. So without further ado, we're going to welcome Sam Bakhtiar onto the show. So I want you guys to sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Young Smart Money. All right, Sam, welcome to Young Smart Money. How are you doing today? No, fantastic, man. Thank you for having me on the show. Absolutely. It is my pleasure. So, Sam, in the intro, our listeners got to hear a little bit about you and what you're currently working on. But for those of them that aren't as familiar with what you're currently doing right now, could you give us a quick like 60 to 90 second intro as to uh, what you're currently doing right now? Yeah, I'm Sam Bakhtiar, and uh, I currently own the Camp Transformation Center. I'm the CEO of the Camp Transformation Center with 110 locations international. Um, I'm also the CEO of Myosport Nutrition and 1% Nutrition. That's my supplement companies. Uh, other than that, I'm a car enthusiast. I'm a fitness enthusiast. And I'm a husband and a father of, soon to be father of three. I have two daughters and I have a son on the way. Wow. So you're doing a couple different things right now. You've got a little bit on your plate. Yes. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I like to start these interviews by diving back in time to ideally your middle school and high school years. We've got a, long, a lot of younger listeners to the show. So I like to touch on these years in particular to allow them to relate more with you and, and sort of hear where you got started. So talk to us about middle school and high school and like whether you were somebody that took school very seriously, whether you were starting different projects, doing sports, what was that looking like for you? Well, it was really tough for me because, um, you know, because we came to America when I was 11. I'm a Persian American, you know, and we came 11, at, at age 11, my mom and I came to the United States because we we're getting bombed on um, every night by Saddam Hussein. He attacked our country. And so it was, it was really rough. So we came to America as refugees of war. And when we came to America, we went to a little town called Sharon, Pennsylvania, which is in the middle of nowhere. And, uh, and there's only like, you know, 30,000 population. I was the only minority in school. You know, as you know, kids can be very cool at that age and people were making fun of me. I didn't have the same clothes. I didn't say I had the same language. And it was really, really rough, you know. But um, I came from a, a culture and a mom that was very strict on academics, you know. And um, they said, you know, the only way that you can be a um, success, you have to be a doctor, lawyer, engineer, and you have to study. You have to study. And for me, most of the stuff in school for me was kind of boring. You know, I didn't have any 
you know, um, some some of the subjects I was I want I want to learn that, and some of the subjects I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, so so it was uh, it was that, but it was really rough, man. You know, you know, taking some classes that had no, you know, you know, I just had no interest in. For sure. So as you're going down the path, um, obviously you went to college. Talk to us about that experience, and I guess education was something that was very heavily enforced in your family. So I'm assuming that wasn't really an option for you. Yeah, you know, my mom, you know, brought me here to the United States, and she made it very clear that she wanted me to go to college. You know, I, you know doctor, Laura, engineer, and um, she said prefer doctor. You know, so I graduated, you know, high school. I went to Penn State University, you know, and went went to school to get my doctor in, um, you know, get my degree in pre medicine and nutrition. Mm-hmm. And I I um I was like, okay, what doctor has to do with? Because I was always infatuated with, you know, like I said, body transformation, working out, bodybuilding. And I'm like, all right, what doctor has to do with muscles and bones? And I don't have to do surgery. I don't have to drill in people's teeth. And chiropractic came up, you know. And so once I graduated from um, Penn State University, I applied for chiropractic school. And um, I came to Los Angeles College of Chiropractic and I got my degree in chiropractic, my doctorate. Okay. When did you start getting interested in like body transformations and, and sort of the 14. muscle side of things? When I was 14 years old, you know, I mean, basically, when I came to the United States, I was like basically about 12. You know, I didn't belong to, you know, like I said, I was a foreigner. I was the only foreigner in school. I, I just wanted to belong to a group. You know, there's black people, there's white people, there was Sam. And they didn't have soccer there. They didn't have, you know, the real football. You know, they had mm-hmm. American football. So when I, when I tried out for the basketball team, I got cut. I didn't make the team. Everybody ridiculed me, made fun of me. So my plan was to get better at basketball and, play, you, know, you know, try out next year. Well, when I was going to, you know, the boys club to get to play basketball, I saw these guys that are, looked like Arnold and Sylvester Stallone. And they were like, you know, walking like this. And I'm like, you know what? I want, I want to look like that. And I started working out. I fell in love with, you know, um, how, it, you know, I, I started getting stronger. I started getting more muscular. And not only how, what it did for me physically, but also what it did for me, you know, as far as, as, far as my self-esteem, my self-worth, how I felt about myself. So that's when I knew that I was going to do this. This is what I loved. Hmm. That's very interesting. So talk to, talk to us about why, or like, why do you think that made you feel more confident? Like, why do you think being able to, to see that transformation in yourself made you a more confident person at that young, at that young age? Well, I mean, look, you know, when, you know, we all want to be noticed. Right. And once I started like getting a little more muscular, a little more tone and it's a little stronger, you automatically start feeling better by yourself. When you look good, you know, you feel good when you feel good, you know, everything around, around you, the way you walk, the way you carry yourself, you know, um, you know, you know, has a better vibration, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and I automatically started feeling better about myself. My self-esteem started going up and, um, and the rest was history. Okay. Okay. So bouncing back to um, you deciding to go into chiropractory because you um, were interested in, in sort of how the body worked and transformations. Um, what did that process look like for you um, studying and then eventually uh, transitioning into um, sort of where you're at now? You know, um, it was really tough, man, because I always wanted to do bodybuilding. I was, when I was going to school, I was working as a personal trainer. I was doing bodybuilding, working out, you know, prepping my, my foods and, and, and things like that. And I remember once I graduated, you know, um, I gave my diploma to my mom. I said, hey, mom, I know this is like your bragging rights to your friends that your son is a doctor. This is for you, you know, um, but now I want to open up a gym. You know, can I open up a gym? Can I borrow a little bit of money? You know, and um, she said, okay, but make sure you still do your chiropractic. And I, I said, all right. So I, start, I started my gym in year 2000. Mm-hmm. And here we are, you know, um, was it 19 years later, 110 locations. Wow. 
Okay. So talk to us about that process of, of opening that first gym. You mentioned that you were doing some personal training beforehand. So was that sort of yeah. just like on the side, just like friends and family that you were just like helping them out with their, with no, their bodies? No, I was doing personal training, you know, for real. Okay. You know, I, I was actually working at a big box gym, doing oh. personal training, you know, and all that kind of stuff to, you know, be able to have some extra money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, and then when I went to, when, to start my own business. I borrowed money from my mom. I literally only had $5,000 left. And I, I remember at the end of the month, my rent was 17,000. So wow. I, I, I didn't have any margin for error. If I didn't make it the first month, I would have been kicked out and I would have had to move back to my mom. So I went to full hustle mode and I really started promoting the personal training to start selling. And, um, and that's what I did. What did that look like for you? Um, sort of like trying to get as many people in the, in the door or, or what was that process? As many people as, into the door, as many people to be able to buy as many sessions as possible. I was just heading everything and everybody up because, you know, I had, like I said, it was sink or swim for me at that time. And I was just hustling, hustling, getting people in the door, you know, you know putting off flyers, walking to different businesses, you know, going to the Chamber of Commerce, going to BNI, Business Network Institute. You know, I was just going, I was just, you know, I was omnipresent. So I was going everywhere. I was doing everything, promoting myself. I was a full promotion mode. Mm, absolutely. So what was, what was like, or, or rather, when you find yourself with your back to the wall, is that sort of a scenario that you thrive under? And is that something that you have found time and time again, that that sort of when you do have your back to the wall like that, like you have $5,000 and you need 17,000 by the end of the month, is that an environment where you thrive? Because I know a lot of people, um, when they when they have their back against the wall, that's where they, they perform best. But some people, it's, it's, it's really stressful for them. So how do you think about that? Well, absolutely, man. I, I, I'm, I'm a type of person, man, if it's sink or swim, I'm going to find a way to swim. Okay. You know what I mean? And of course, it's going to be stressful. But all my life, I've dealt with adversity. All my life, you know, not having a father come to America. All my life, you know. So, um, and some people crumble. It's just like, just like that. I mean, you, 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 you see it in fighters. You see it in people. You know, as soon as a little bit of pressure comes, people crumble. You know, I thrive under pressure. You know, and, and um, you know, I love, I love a challenge. Okay. How did you learn how you were going to overcome this challenge of, of really like bringing a gym to life? Because it doesn't sound like you had any, like you had some experience in a big box gym, but did you know anything about the process of like starting your own business, starting your own gym, or how were you learning like what you needed to do to, to basically jump through all the hoops that you needed to in order to bring this business to life? Well, I've been personal training by this time, pretty much a whole time through college and through time through grad school. Okay. So I have a pretty good knowledge of personal training, okay. you know, and the process of personal training and signups and all that kind of stuff. But I didn't, I wasn't business savvy. Yeah. So, so I, you know, the hustle part and making money part and, and getting people in the door and selling up wasn't a problem because I already had that because I was, I was basically building my experience the whole time. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I started the business, then I knew that somehow I need mentors. I need, you know, to read books. I need to now learn the business of it you know, and not just learn to work in the business and start working on the business. Mm-hmm. You know, the book that I recommend is E-Myth Revisited by Michael yes. Gerber. You know what I mean? And that was one of my first books that I read that just totally opened my eyes so that I don't have to be slave in the business at that time. Absolutely. So where did you find mentors that, that could show you the things you needed to do to sort of transition from being the practitioner, to use the words of, of Michael Gerber, into the, the business owner? You know, you know, if you, these days, man, you can find anything on Google, YouTube. Oh, yeah. 
the information is out there if you seek it to seek it. So, you know, the, the easiest way is, you know, for someone who's watching this is who's doing what you want to do. Just ask them for mentorship. Don't ask them for free advice. You know, don't disrespect their time. Go to them, be like, hey, what does it cost for you me to be, become membership? At that time, you know, I got a mentor. It was like $5,000 a year. And, and, and to me at that time, that was a lot of money, you know, right. but, you know, but, but, but I knew from prior, my, my, my prior bodybuilding years when I hired a mentor, how much it helped me. You know, I'm like, I need a mentor. I need somebody who's already been there, done that. Because when I was bodybuilding, I hired a mentor and he totally taught me how to peak for the bodybuilding show. And so this mentor also told, you know, you know, showed me how to peak for, you know, how to get my business to peak. Okay. So how do you think about basically the role that a mentor is going to have on you or like what they're going to bring to the table? Because do you, do you go into this thinking like, okay, this is the hurdle that I need to get over. Like who can I find to take me over this hurdle in particular, or like, this is the general direction that I want to go into who has sort of excelled in this direction. How, how specific do you get when you like have specific mentors? Well, both. I mean, you know, you know, well, you know, you, you need both. You need a mentor to give you a 30,000 foot view mm-hmm. of, what needs to happen? Well, you know, what are we trying to do? That's the general vision of what's going on, right? But in the meantime, a mentor that's going to be able to let you know, okay, this is a general vision. Now we have to take one step at a time. And this, this is the step. This is the next step. This is the next step. And also hold you accountable that you're doing things on your part. You know, that, that, that's a true mentorship. Absolutely. So talk to us now about that process of really like taking this gym like from ground zero to like just just scaling up this first gym because that must have been a, a huge process for you because again you hadn't really done much experience like with your own stuff before so what what did that process look like what were some of the biggest hurdles that you had to face when you were sort of figuring out like how to get your legs underneath yourself and really establish this first gym the biggest hurdle i had to face was learning how to market mm. Uh, you, you know, I knew the business, you know, this time, but I was never, never been a marketer, never learned how to market, never yeah. learned how to persuasion, you know, never learned how to write copy, you know, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So that's when, you know, uh, that's why I, I, you know, I chose that mentor and I've learned how to, you know, market, how to generate leads, how to, um, you know, you know, generate interest. And then I also read a couple of books. One, you know, that I highly recommend is called Influence, Robert Cialdani. You know, um, you know, great book on, you know, he talks about six weapons of influence and how you can persuade people, you know, your way. And, um, and it really opened my eyes. And I knew that, you know, if I wanted to become successful, not only I need to know, become, you know, be the artist, know that, you know, the personal training, of course, I need to know, you know, the muscles and the nerves and the original, you know, you know, the nerve supplies and, you know, nutrition and anatomy, you know, biomechanics. I also really need to know the business of personal training, the marketing of personal training. And, um, and that really took my game to a whole new level. Okay. What are some of the, the, the fundamental things that you learned that it could be applicable to a 16, 17, 18 year old who's listening right now, who might want to, who, who knows like the, the sort of art of their, their craft, they know about personal training, but they don't know how to market themselves. What are some of the first steps that they should take or like basic foundational things that they need to understand? Yeah, so a lot of times marketing used to be, you know, I, hey, you know, I'm put a flyer out, buy my shit, buy my shit, buy my shit, right? Yeah. You know, you know buy, my stuff, buy my stuff, you know, and if you do that after a while, people are just going to kind of like, you know, you know, uh, block you off, especially if you do that on social media. You know, you know, social media is like a coffee shop. People are hanging out to have a conversation, man. You can't just go in there to a coffee shop and say, hey, buy my stuff. Mm-hmm. So the most important thing when it comes to marketing, especially in this day and age, is for you to provide value, provide content. 
you know, provide something that they can, you know, they can use. And once, you know, whatever business you're in, nobody's going to buy you, buy from you if you, um, if they don't know you, like you, or trust you. So for them to get to know you, like you, or trust you, you have to give them great content, you know, so that they're like, oh, they get to know you and see what kind of stuff you, you know, you put on and, you know, and then they buy from you. A lot of times what I see people wrong, man, just put flyers out. Hey, personal training, $45, personal training. Hey, one week free. And, and some of that, you know, I'll, I'll talk about, you know, a little bit of entry offer for people that should try you out and all that kind of stuff. It's mm -hmm. cool. But most importantly, man, if you want to be the trusted advisor, you have to give them great, you know, you know, you have to give people some meat and, meat and potatoes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, you have to have that substance there because again, if you're just using social media to like blast ads at people and to basically just like promote yourself, um, nobody's going to, to take the time to engage with you, to, to, interact with you because you're not bringing anything to the table for them. Like they're not getting anything from consuming your content other than like hearing about your latest, like personal training, like sale that you're having. So I think that's really important. And a lot of people get caught up in, in just like promoting stuff when, when they need to be providing value, a significant amount of value before they think about asking for anything. Yes. Yeah. 100% agree with you on that. So now talk to us about that process of scaling from one gym um, all the way up to the 110 that you have right now. So when did you decide that it was time to expand beyond just the first gym? Was that something that took a while or when did you sort of reach this crossroads of like, I need, I need to expand? So we had the first gym for a few years and then I'm like, you know what, you know, we have some pretty good systems in place. Mm -hmm. Why don't we take this and put it in a different town? You know, so we literally went up to, you know, 10 miles down, down the road you know, put, put the same exact systems and everything, you know, in place and replicate it there. And from then we did this third one and the fourth one. And, you know, if you want to replicate and replication comes all about systems and, and procedures, you know, and um, so you can't replicate if you don't have any systems and procedures. And once you want to replicate at a massive scale, not only you have to have systems and procedures, you have to have what's called an SOP, standard operating procedure. So that this way, anybody from the street can come in and you have a manual or you have an online program that they can go run your business with almost no knowledge. That's why McDonald's are so successful, even though they don't have the best burgers in the world. You know, the same burger you get here in Chino is the same burger you get in, you know, in Germany. You know, so, you know, you have to have that process in place, you, you know, you know, if you want to be able to expand and, and grow. How do you establish those, those standard operating procedures and those systems in your business? Like, what was that process like for you? Okay, so you know you have to figure out. Okay, everything that you do, you have to make sure that you document it. You have to document everything. Okay, how do I open the door? How do I set the alarm? What do I do when I open up? You know how every single thing that you do, you know, you it has to be documented. You want to look at it. You want to look at it as this. You know, you want to be someone to be able to run your whole business with very very little effort. And you want to you want to assume that this person is not very intelligent. So you want to make it what I call dummy proof. <laughs> you know, the, the easy, the, the more dummy proof you want to make it, the easier it is to run your business and more successful you're going to come. Absolutely, and just yeah, finding ways to explain things in the in the most simple way possible um, is something that I have found to be extremely helpful, especially when I'm bringing on more members to my team. If I don't know how to clearly explain what I want from them nobody's, nobody's going to get anything done. Um, everyone's time is just going to be wasted because they don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. And, and just nothing's going to, to happen. 
Absolutely, man. I mean, you know, I found out that the ultimate form of sophistication is simplification. Mm. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, I mean, look, anybody can make something complicated. You know, anybody, you, anybody can make, make, make something very complicated and make it very hard to understand. But the genius is how to get something that's so complicated and be able to have somebody be able to do it, and, you know, break it down in simple steps that anybody can do it. That's the genius. Mm. That's so true. And there's, there's a quote that goes something like, I didn't have time to write you a short letter. So I wrote you a long one because like, it's, it's a lot easier to just like vomit a bunch of stuff out and not really have to like, think about like how you're going to structure things and, and all the little like subtleties when you just like spit everything out. But it, it takes time and it takes effort to really condense something into a, a package that people can easily consume and easily replicate as opposed to just like throwing a bunch of stuff at them and expecting them to, 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 basically swim in in just all of this just stuff that you're just throwing at them i couldn't agree more all right so at this point when do you start expanding into different verticals because you you've got all these gyms at this point in time you've got multiple different verticals that you're working in so when does that expansion start happening i'm, I'm not really in, in multiple verticals you know i mean you know you know i'm in the same vertical it, sure. it, it just makes you know for example you know i never understood why you know, a, you know, somebody who's in real estate doesn't have an escrow company, you know, they go hand in hand, right? You know, it's not like, you know, I went totally, you know, start selling insurance, sure. you know, I'm in, a gym, I'm in the gym business. And I remember I was sending my clients to like NutraShop, Max Muscle or GNC, and I was recommending them to buy a certain type of protein. And what I realized is when I was sending them to these, you know, stores, not only they were not selling them what I was asking for, they were selling them their own product. And then not only that, they were like bow mouth me and they say, oh, well, the trainer doesn't know what he's talking about. I want you to buy our product. And what I found out is because they had more, you know, profit margins. They didn't mm -hmm. care about my client. They wanted just to make, make money. And when I confront, confronted them, they're like, no, 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 no. You know, can you recommend them? This, this is the same thing. I'm no, it's not. I'm like, I want my clients to take this particular brand and this particular thing. And that's when I knew that for my best interest and my client's best interest, I got to control the quality of stuff that I recommend. You know, and that's when I started getting, you know, getting into the supplement business and it just went hand in hand with it. You know, you know, we know, we, you know, we know that if somebody wants to get the best results for their training, 80% is going to come from nutrition, right? So not only do they got to get exercise, they got to get the nutrition and supplementation correct. So then we just brought that in house and um, not only our clients are getting better results, but now we know they're getting the right stuff. Absolutely. How did you know that it was time to bring that in house? Because I'm sure, especially when you were just starting off, there were a lot of things that needed to be done. Uh, when did you know that you were, or, or when did you, what made you decide to make that jump into bring that in house? Because clearly that's going to take some of your focus, some of your attention, some of your energy away from the gym business. So how are you able to, to balance that? See, you, you know, I'm in a business of body transformation. Sure. At the end of the day, my, my job was to give my clients the best results. Mm -hmm. And I saw that a lot of our clients were going, you know, just, you know, getting stuff. You know, people don't know what's good and what's bad. There are a million other supplement companies out there, some good, some bad. But they were just actually going, instead of like getting a protein shake, they didn't know they were buying weight gainers. You know what I mean? And, you know, then they were trying to lose weight and they were just getting, you know, um, sold a bunch of crap. And I'm like, you know what? It's time now. It's time. We have enough locations for us to be able to support a supplement company, you know, and now it's time for us to look into it. You know, what do we have to lose, you know, to look into it? So I started doing the research and started developing products and it was a process, you know, developing product, make sure it tastes good, make sure it was the right quality, make sure we get it verified, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And um, 
that's what, you know, and here we are. Absolutely. So how would you advise a younger listener who has maybe built up one side of their business? How, how would you, how would they tell if it's time for them to like expand into, into something a little bit different, something supplemental to what they're currently doing without having it take away too much? Because I see so many people jumping around from like thing to thing to thing, especially at a young age. A lot of the people I'm associating myself with, um, I've seen them bounce between like eight different business models in like six months and, and they're never giving one thing enough time to really like grow and really like see some results. I'm so glad you brought that up, you know, um, because this is, that's my pet peeve with everyone as well. You know, um, you know, Malcolm Gladwell in the book Outliers, you know, he talks about the 10,000 hour rule. And if you haven't read it, if you listen to this, you need to pick that book up. Absolutely. You know, and basically it takes 10,000 hours for you to master something. And I see now people, people just doing a thousand hours in 50 million things. And they're never the jack of all trades, a master not, they're really not giving anything one, you know, full shot. It's not like, you know, I had one location and I wanted to just go, go get supplement company. It wasn't two locations. Three. We were actually having 15, 15 locations at that time when I was like, all right, man, it's time for us to now bring something supplemental. And it wasn't in a whole different vertical or different niche. It's, it was supplementary to, to my own business. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not selling somebody insurance when they come to the gym. It's something they need anyway. You know, something that's going to complement what they have. So you know, you know, first of all, you know, one of the most important thing, you know, um, I want people to realize is that, um, you know, Mark Jordan in his book called Great Formula, he talks about, you want to sell people, you know, you know, the money's made in a second class. You know, if you want to, if you want to be successful, find a thirsty crowd, find a niche, thirsty crowd, solve a problem, you know, so sell them a glass and see what else we can sell them. Right, you can't just sell them one thing and just be done. So if you're looking at it, if, if you're an entrepreneur and you're starting out a business, you know, look at it and say, hey, so if my if I'm selling them this, you know, my 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 customer right now that buys this, what else do they want to buy? People who buy this product, what they what else they be interested? I mean, look, Amazon does it. Yeah. When you go to Amazon or something, they will give you suggestions of other things that people buy. The same thing is complementary to what you have. Now, if you can start it in, and it doesn't distract you and you can have it right away when you start and it doesn't take a lot of your, your income out of way or, you know, thing like that. Yeah, offer it. But if it's going to totally wear you off the game and you're not ready for it, you know, you're not ready for it, you know, mm-hmm. but you always want to make sure that you offer complimentary products because your, 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 your people who are interested in your product are buying it somewhere anyway. That's, that's so, that's so true. And like, yeah, if, if, again, if you're, if your clients are already buying this from somebody else and you can bring it in house, like you might as well, because then you're going to be able to serve them at a higher level and just provide more value to the people that do work with you, keep them in the door longer and um, keep them coming back time and time again. Now, Sam, one thing that I also hear you talk about a lot is the idea of fulfillment. And I know for a lot of our younger listeners, I'm getting messages every single day of people saying, well, I've been working on this for like a year, for two years, for three years, and I'm not feeling fulfilled with my work. I've been doing drop shipping. I've been doing social media marketing. I've been doing X, Y, and Z for, for however long, and I'm not really feeling fulfilled anymore. So what would you tell that listener who's been doing something for a while, but they're not really feeling like it's, it's bringing them that satisfaction that, that they thought it would or that it used to? Well, I mean, what is fulfillment? You know, I mean, what is the definition of fulfillment? For me, fulfillment is making a difference in someone's life. You know, you know, and to me, you know, that's what fulfillment is. Fulfillment is not money. You know, most people, they say, well, I'm not fulfilled because they're not making the money they used to. You know, and if the only fulfillment they had was because they were making money now and they're not making as much money, now suddenly they're not fulfilled. That's bullshit. You know, fulfillment is, is something that 
you, it fulfills you if you make zero money or make a lot of money. Does that make sense? So, so fulfillment is, is, is making a difference in this world, make, you know, you know, make, you know, making an impact, you know, and you know, no, no, um, no disrespect to anybody who drops ships, <laughs> but I don't think anybody would say hey, a drop ship, you know, change my life. You know what I mean? You know, I don't think any drop ship will change my life. You know, so I don't think that that's it. Now, maybe if they're making the money from the dropship, they can take that and actually, you know, maybe maybe uh, form an organization, nonprofit, actually help some people or be able to do that. That's when the fulfillment comes from. But I, I don't see how someone can get fulfillment from a dropship. I I'm, I'm using that as an example. And I and I and I got this asked, you know, and, and I get asked this again um, to to piggyback off of what you said. Mm -hmm. um, you know. Um, somebody asked me the other day, how do you avoid burnout? Hmm. You know, and I, said, and I said, what do you, you know, what do you mean? You know, uh, burnout. I'm like, dude, if you truly, truly love what you do, you know, you, you're obsessed about what you do. You truly love what you do. How can you possibly burn me burn out? I mean, I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't, it doesn't even, you know, it's like the, the eighth wonder of the world. You know, how can you tell me you're burned out if you love what you're fucking doing? You know, so. You know, I mean, I just interviewed Grant yesterday. You know, I, I know Grant for a couple of times. I met with him. The guy is 61 years old, nearly a billionaire. The dude had a nine o'clock, you know, appointment with me. You know, I went there at nine o'clock. He FaceTimes me. He says, dude, I'm on my way. I was just in the gym. He was working out. The billionaire, he can, you know, he's, he's in Beverly Hills. He can just chill, kick back. He's in the gym, but he's meeting me, you know, you know, and, and doing my podcast and interviewing me. And he's, after that, he has another thing for himself. Does Grant get burned out? He loves what he's doing because his mission is for seven billion people to know him. And if you're right there already, you know, you know, if you're like, you know, you know, a young guy and he's a burnout, burnout, that's fucking bullshit. Grow some balls, you know what I mean? Grow some balls, you know, you know, get some work done and and, and get something that, that that doesn't burn you out. This whole thing about, you know, people's all oh, gotta be balanced, gotta be balanced. Balance is not given, balance is earned. You know what I mean? For you to be balanced, you got to be able to go somewhere for a while that you're not balanced so you can come up and be earned balance, right? You can't just, you know, sit home and be like, yeah, man, I want to be able to do this, do this, do that, and, and I want to be balanced because you're not going to get anywhere. You can't juggle five things at the same time. So you got to go master one thing, come back and master the other thing, the other thing, and be able to earn balance. Balance is earned, not given. Mm. I love that. I love that so much. And one thing that I also want to dive into here um, while we're talking today is the idea of, of joining the 1% because that's something that you talk about a lot. And I think some of our listeners might not fully understand what you mean when you refer to the 1%. So could you give us a quick definition by like what you mean when you're talking about um, joining the 1% or becoming a part of the 1%? You know, 1% is all about doing whatever it takes and going the unpopular route you know, and not worrying about what everybody else is doing. Look, I didn't come up with that. You know, Warren Buffett said, he's the greatest, in, in, you know, investor of all time. Warren Buffett said, if you want to be successful, watch what everybody else is doing and do the fucking opposite. Bottom line. And that's the 1% because 99% of people, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be very blunt with you. 99% of people are just getting by. 99% of people are fat and broke. You know what I mean? And... So, so if you want to be like that, if you want to be like 60 years old, retired with less than a thousand dollars in your bank account, because that's what the statistics says, then go ahead and go ahead and get the new Jordans and get the new iPhones and, 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 and do what everybody else is doing and, 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 you know, and, 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 and do that. 
But if you want to be the one percent, if you want to if you want to stand out, if you want to you know make something great, then go do 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 the opposite. Look at what the top people are doing. You know, it's not hard these days. This, this is the this is the cool thing. You know, it's not hard these days, man. These information are free. Some of the top people in the world got amazing podcasts and the information is out there. But here's the hard part: the execution. Mm-hmm. The, and this is again, you know, I'm going to talk to, um, you know, the younger folks that, that are watching this. If you want to be successful, you got to learn to delay gratification, you know, delay gratification. You know, you see all these people, you know, you know, you know, flossing on Instagram and all this, this and this and that. You know, a lot of that is bullshit. You know, you want to be able to build, build something. You got to put in the work and you not only put in the work, you got to be fucking consistent. You know, anybody, I'm not impressed these days for anything. For anybody, so, oh, I'm this guy's crushing it. Okay, crush it for how long? Oh, week, two weeks, a month, two months, three months, a year. No, let me see you crush it for years, decades. You know, but nobody wants to. No, nobody wants to put in the work. Everybody wants to shine. They don't want to grind. Hmm. That's that's so that's so true. Did you ever struggle at at first with what other people thought of you? Like when you were going out there and starting your first gym, did you ever struggle with like what your friends, what your family, what other people around you were thinking about what you were doing? You know. You know, I, you know, I come from a family that has a very backwards thinking. You know, most people brag about their racks to riches story. Mm-hmm. My family talks about how they had so much money and they lost it all. And they brag about that, hmm. you know, and, you know, you know, Persians, you know, especially old school Persians, they can be very close minded. And when I came to America, I knew that if I wanted to be successful, I had to be able to be open to different ideas and different things. And even though I listen to people or, or, or I mean, I've, I hear people, I don't listen to them. You know, if I hear something over and over and over again, then I see a pattern. Maybe I paid attention. But here's the thing, man. Bottom line is this. You know, you have to ignore the noise. You have to ignore, you know, the thing. And you got to be laser focused on what you want, what your goal want to be, what you want out of life. You got to design your life. You know, and if you keep listening to people and what they say is now you're not going to live your life by design. You're going to live your life by default, the way they want to see. Mm-hmm. So how do you personally, or how would you suggest a younger listener, again, like a 19, 20 year old, develop that strong why? Because for you, you clearly have a strong vision that you're working towards. You clearly have these, these fixed goals and, and these places that you're trying to get to that, that you're very passionate about. But for somebody who, who doesn't have that, they don't really know what their goals are. They don't really know what they're trying to do with their life. How would you, how would you talk to that person about really establishing a strong why? Honestly, I don't know. I'm not even going to give you a bullshit answer for that. Okay. Um, my, 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 matter of fact, somebody, somebody just asked me that not too long ago. And here's what I will tell you. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking understand how you can be 16, 17, 18 years old and not have a why. I, I don't understand that you don't have a drive. I don't get it. If you have a pulse, you, you have a passion, mm-hmm. you know, then you have to have it. I know as soon as I was four years old that I, was, that I loved three things. As soon as I was four years old, I was in love with sports. I was in love with cars. I was in love with women. I saw, I, saw, I saw a pretty woman at four years old. I'm like, oh my God, she looks good. I didn't even know the person to be. I didn't know what it was all about. I didn't know I was four years old. I just knew that when a pretty lady came by, I'm like, damn, I was looking at her. When, when, when a Ferrari drove by, I was, I was, I was in, oh, what was that Ferrari, Lamborghini, oh my God, it's a Corvette, you know? And I always like sports. So I don't get when, it, it's funny because, you know, I have people that are close to me and they don't have it. I'm not talking, I'm not bashing anyone because there are people close to me and they don't 
have it. Dude, you either want it or you don't want it in this life. And here's what I'm going to tell you, especially, you know, some of you guys are younger. Look, here's what's, here's the bottom line. You're born here and you're going to die here. That's the truth. And this is your lifespan, right? We all think we have forever and we don't, right? So every second that you're not doing something, every second you're not doing your work, you're fucking wasting it. If you're watching the Kardashians and you're watching, you know, you know you're spending hours on meaningless video games or, or you're just wasting time, you're just hanging out with a bunch of people that are not going to you know, do anything to your success, like you're wasting it. And you think you have all this time, man. I'm 45. I can't believe I'm 45. I just went like this, I'm 45. And you know what? I'm just going to be like this, I'm 65. And guess what? Again, all those people who are, um, are retired at 65 with less than $1,000, they thought they had all this time too. They all oh, have time now, it's cool. I can, I can do this later, I can do that, I can save later, I can work on that later. Next, you know, they're 65, they don't have shit, they haven't done shit, you know what I mean? So get to work, you know, you know get in there and, and start, start really, really, you know, focusing on one thing. Look, you know, where, where do you live? I live in Wisconsin. Okay, have you ever been to um, uh, the LA area, Southern California? Yeah. Okay, so, we know the best hamburger, the best cheeseburgers is In-N-Out Burger. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, nobody can contest that. If, you, if, if somebody's had In-N-Out Burger, I mean, out of 10 people, I will say nine people will say In-N-Out is the best fucking burger, right? And when you go to In-N-Out, it's basically hamburger, cheeseburger, and double, double hamburger, cheeseburger, yeah. and fries. That's it. Simple. Simple, right? They focus on one thing and they do the best at that one thing. Okay. Now you go to Wendy's or you go to they have chicken sandwich, they have burritos, they have this, they have that, they have that. And here's what a lot of people do: they go from this to this and this and this and that. They try to do too many things. So all you have to do is become, you know, go deep in one vertical and become the best at that one thing. You know, and that's what a lot of people are not willing to do. They're not willing to put in the hours. They're not willing to put. They want fast money. You know, and that's, it's not going to last. That's the truth. That's the truth. Sam, I got a generalist. Yes. Special. That's huge. That's huge. And like, cause people aren't looking like when someone's looking to bring somebody onto their team, when someone's looking to hire someone to do some consulting for them, they're not looking for someone who's like kind of good at like 12 different things. They're looking for somebody who is extremely good at one thing. Like if I need a Facebook ad specialist, I'm not going to hire somebody who like kind of knows Shopify, kind of knows Amazon, kind of knows Facebook ads, kind of knows YouTube. Like I'm going to find someone who's really good at Facebook ads and I'm going to hire them. Hey, look, man, I always, I always use this example. Let's just say, you know, Heaven forbid your dad, you know, has heart issues. Mm -hmm. Are you going to go to a doctor that, that's an orthopedic, heart surgeon, ear surgeon, dentist, chiropractor, or are you going to go to a, a doctor who just knows heart? I mean, it's, it's simple. Yeah, it's simple. Yeah, 100%. Sam, I got some questions I'd like to ask all of my guests before we wrap up the show. You feeling ready for them? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. The first thing I'm curious about is what are you genuinely excited about right now? What is something that genuinely has you fired up? Bro, life. Life. Yes. I mean, life. I mean, I'm excited every single I mean, I get up at three o'clock. I can't sleep. I just, I just get up and I just want to get going. And people are like, no, you need, you need eight hours sleep. You don't need fucking eight hours. I just sleep enough so I can get going. You know what, man? My, my dreams are not going to happen. Life is exciting. You know what I mean? You don't eat no sleep. I, I see, I see eight, 10, 12 hours of people sleep. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> you know, sleep is not exciting to me. I want to get up and I'm going to talk to people. I'm going to do things. I'm, I got stuff to do. So life in general, other than that, man, you know, I have, um, I have a new baby boy on the way, you know, someone Alexander Jr. That's, Ju uh, that, that's due in late June, early July that I'm so excited about, man. But I mean, look, man, I mean, 
you get up and you gotta love life. You, you know, especially for those guys, man, who live in the United States of America. I mean, gosh, man, I've been in a third world country. I was, you know, raised in a third world country, man. Now, you know, I can understand if you want to sleep if you if you live there. Now, fuck, there's shit going on, but you live in Jesus Christ. You're in the the best country that you know everything is here. Get up and move. That's the truth, man. I just hop out of bed every single morning, just like ready to get after it. Cause I'm like, there's just so much to do. There's like so many people to meet. It's, it's, it's such a good, I don't know, like life is good. And I'm, yes. I'm very grateful for it. Yes. Sam, what are some of the habits that you have? I'm, I'm sure you have a, a lot, but like, what are some of the habits you have that have served you particularly well, either in your, in your business or your lifestyle? That's a great question, man. And I, here's what I will tell you. Time management. Yes. You know, math for our time management. I mean, if you look at this right now, I mean, this is what I do every night. You know, I print out my schedule the day before. I don't put it on my phone because I don't want to be on the phone to get distracted with, with notifications and all kinds of I print it. I know exactly what I'm doing the night before. I'm laser focused. And here's what I'm going to tell you and, and, and everybody else. You know what I mean? Time is the most precious commodity we have. Everybody says that. Everybody agrees with that. Money, you can, you can get back. You can lose time. You cannot. Everybody has an expiration date. I'm going to die. You're going to die. You're going to have an expiration date. So for you, your job is to maximize the time that you are here on this earth and stop wasting your time on meaningless things. So here's one of the things that I do. I always figure out what, I, what I'm doing recurring every day, what I need to do recurring every day, what, I need, what needs to happen every week, what needs to happen every month, and, and then I put a schedule and I put it on a recurring thing. So I have a system for my time management and for my life. So for example, you know, my haircut, I get a haircut every week, is at 6 a.m. Fridays. Hmm. Guess what? My barber comes in 6 a.m. Fridays. When, when I couldn't afford a barber to come to the house, I had it at a different time. And it was at that time every single day. So I don't have to decide when I'm going to get a haircut and all that. It's automatic. My, my car washes at the, my, get, get the same time. My, my laundry gets done at the same time. My dry cleaning gets the same time. You know, my grocery shopping is at the same time. You know, so this way, I don't have what's called a decision fatigue. You know, and it's not, I'm not deciding every day, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I, what time am I going to do this? It's automatic on my schedule. I don't have to think about it. It automatically gets done. That's the truth. And having those systems, because again, like usually like I don't have to make a decision in like the first two hours of the day because it's always the same. I know I'm going to wake up. I'm going to eat my breakfast. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to take a cold shower and like, then I'm going to get to work. But like, I don't make any decisions those first two hours because I don't need to. I know exactly what I'm going to do. And it just happens. Some of the most successful people, man, that I know have literally, you know, taken it so far as far as they have this, the same exact gene, seven to seven, yep. same exact shirt, seven, same exact shoe, seven. So they know, it, you know, that's this outfit looks good and they know that, okay, you know, they have a fresh one every single day to wear. So this way they know they don't got to, you know, last thing you want to do in the morning, get up and be like, okay, what am I going to wear? And spend <laughs> a half hour fucking trying to mash shit up. You know what I mean? It's bullshit. It's ridiculous, man. So Sam, you're putting out a lot of content right now. Is there any content you're consuming, whether that's podcasts, audiobooks, books you're reading? Man, yes, man. I'm always, always, man. I don't know if you've seen, you know, some videos in my house, whatever. You know, my, you know, I have a, you know, 3,000 uh, book library. I'm always, I'm a student. I love reading, man. To me, reading is like my spa. You know, I can sit back and just relax and just turn everything off and just read and just, you know, gosh, I wish I was like that when I was in college, mm. you know, Here's what I'll tell you, man. I mean, you know, formal education, you know, will make you, you know, will make a living. Self-education will make you a fortune. We know that. That's Jim Rohn's quote. Yep. Um, you know, and so, yeah, I do listen to podcasts. I do, I do read books. I'm all about improving myself in five areas of life, which is faith, family, fitness, finance, fun. And then once you have these five, then you can do your fulfillment. I like it. I like that. 
Gotta have them all start with F so I can remember them. Yes. <laughs> I love it. So Sam, one thing that I'm always very curious about as well is what my guests do that doesn't scale. So, so for me personally, what I mean by this is like every single day, I'll pull out my phone, I'll shoot like a video DM. I'll go to my new followers on Instagram. I'll pick like five, 10 of them just randomly and shoot them a video DM be like, hey, what's up? My name's Apple. Thank you so much for the follow. I really appreciate it. Let me know how I can help you out. Have a wonderful day. Something very simple like that. Um, but I'd be sure to say their name and um, just make it as personal as I can to them. And that's not something that I bring on one of my VAs to do all day. That's not something that I, that I scale up. Um, I choose to keep that very personal. I want to keep it one-on-one. Is there anything that comes to mind for you that has that like personal touch to it um, that you implement in your business? So, you know, one of my, um, so one thing that I do mm-hmm. with my 1% brand is with every order, I send them a handwritten thank you card. Wow. You know, a handwritten thank you card. So I actually sit down, you know, and write a handwritten thank you card. Hey, thank you so much for your purchase. This and that. We really appreciate it. you are a true one percenter, Sam Bactiar. You know, and, and that's you know, that's that's something that I do. And I want to make sure that, you know, that every single person gets that and people appreciate that so much. Oh, absolutely, man. And like people, when they see that, like, it's actually coming from you, when people see that, like, you are the one that's like actually reaching out to them, that's extremely, extremely impactful and goes a long way to, to build brand and build rapport with them. Well, you know, you know, here's the, the here's the biggest problem when you scale, mm-hmm. you know, you always have to a- 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 answer this question to yourself. How can I, you know, get big, but remain small? Yeah. Does that make sense? How can I keep the personal touch and still be able to scale? And that's something that, you know, everybody needs to, to, because, you know, one of the reasons that you are growing as a small business is the personal touch. But if you lose that relationship and you lose that touch, you're not going to have that competitive advantage because at this day and age, you know, somebody's doing what you're doing. You know, you know, there's a competitor in every space, every niche. And the only way you can differentiate yourself is by relationships and the personal touch. So true. So true. Sam, I, I really, I really appreciate you choosing to spend your time here on Young Smart Money. Where can our listeners go if they've been enjoying the massive amounts of value you've been providing to us today? Um, where can they follow up with you at? Absolutely, man. You know, you know, my Instagram handle is sambaktiar.com, S-A-M-B-A-K-H-T-I-A-R. Um, and then, oh, my website is sambaktiar.com, same, S-A-M-B-A-K-H-T-I-A-R.com. Awesome. And I'll be sure to link up both of those in the show notes below for our listeners to check out and follow up with you at. Sam, again, I really appreciate your time. Do you have any last closing thoughts or words of wisdom you want to close out the show with here today? No, man. I just got to tell you, man, for those guys that are young entrepreneurs, man, you know, and are, and are going out there, you know what, man, I'm proud of you guys. You guys are choosing the right path. Just make sure to understand that, you know, there's nothing like entrepreneurship, but also, you know, you, know, you don't have a nine to five job. You have a 24 seven do whatever it takes, drop, right? So I want you to understand, man, you know, stay in there. You are going to have the ups and downs, but if you stay with it and just really focus on what you need to do and don't get distracted, you're going to build something great. And this way you don't have a boss. You want to live life on your terms. There's, a, there's nothing like being a true entrepreneur, but if you have to be able to weather the storm and to be able to get, get to where you want to be. That's the truth. It's not about margaritas on the beach. It's about working towards your goals, getting that fulfillment and really providing value to people. Sam, I really, I really appreciate your time, man. Thank you so much for choosing to spend it here on Young Smart Money. My pleasure, Apple. Thank you so much for having me. 
All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Young Smart Money. Again, if you guys did enjoy the show, do remember to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really does help us get in front of more people with the show. It helps you hear from even more amazing guests. It just makes the world go round when you do smash that five-star in iTunes iTunes. And if you guys want me to shout you out in my Instagram story, I am always up for that. So if you send a screenshot of your review to Apple Crater Official on Instagram, shoot me a DM of that or just tag me in it. Would love to repost it on my short story and give y'all a shout out there. Otherwise, I hope you guys do have a wonderful day, whether you're out walking the dog, whether you are at the gym, whatever you are up to on this fine day. I hope it is a splendid one and I will see you in the next episode. Have a wonderful day. Real quick, just launched a new project called the Online Course Examiner, basically the Yelp of online courses. It is blowing up lately, onlinecourseexaminer.com. Check it out.